The CDC updated its face mask guidance for restaurants. McDonald's says staffing problems are improving, and Subway fights back against a lawsuit about tuna. Welcome to RB Daily, a quick look at the top industry news of the day from editors of restaurant business. I'm Joe Guskowski, Senior Editor at RB. And I'm Heather Lally, Senior Editor at RB. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed its guidance on Tuesday about who should wear face masks in restaurants and other public places. Because of a surge in COVID-19 infections from the Delta variant of coronavirus, the Federal Health Agency is now advising all individuals, including those who have been vaccinated, to wear face masks in areas with high levels of new infections. It also called on community leaders to echo that recommendation in those areas where new COVID cases are rising rapidly. McDonald's says its labor challenges are easing. The burger giant said that it's getting more applications now, especially in states where the excess unemployment benefits have ended. But the company also said that its corporate locations are nearly fully staffed, thanks to a 10% increase in wages made in April. While the company won't say its labor issues are solved, the comments suggest that the shortage is easing for fast food companies. McDonald's sales took off last quarter thanks to a boy band. The burger giant said its same-store sales rose 15% on a two-year basis in the second quarter thanks to its BTS meal, which the CEO said drove sales of Chicken McNuggets. The company also sold a lot more chicken sandwiches and digital orders soared in the period. The two-year sales number was the company's best in 15 years. Subway had some choice words for attorneys who filed a lawsuit claiming that their tuna wasn't tuna. The sandwich giant is seeking a dismissal of the federal lawsuit, since changed to argue that Subway's tuna is not yellowfin and skipjack tuna. The company called the lawsuit, quote, frivolous, outrageous, and without a scintilla of actual factual support. Attorneys for Subway also said that the plaintiffs and their attorneys should be held accountable for pushing the allegations. A new web portal will save restaurants and other small businesses significant time and effort in determining if their Paycheck Protection Program loans have been forgiven, according to the Small Business Administration. The new process, which is open only to borrowers of $150,000 or less, goes live on August 4th. Wingstop is ready to take on Manhattan. The Fast Casual is planning to open 25 company-owned restaurants, a mix of ghost kitchens and traditional stores, in the heart of New York City, the company announced during a call with analysts on Wednesday. Wingstop will open its first ghost kitchen in Manhattan in a few weeks, with many more restaurants to come. Wingstop reported it had surpassed its record same-store sales of a year ago, with a 2.1% increase for the quarter ended June 26th, or 34% same-store sales growth on a two-year stacked basis. System-wise sales increased 15.8% to $589.7 million. Wingstop's new virtual brand, Thighstop, is performing as hoped. That's according to executives from the Fast Casual who declined Wednesday to provide detailed sales metrics for the dark meat concept. But Wingstop said the virtual brand is helping the chain achieve its long-term goal of using more parts of the chicken to keep costs down. Cold beverages are generating hot sales for Starbucks. The coffee giant's same-store sales rose 10% on a two-year basis, and cold beverages like the chain's refreshers drinks and nitro cold brew now represent nearly three quarters of beverage sales. The result helped Starbucks generate both record revenues and profits in the quarter ended June 27th. 
The Cheesecake Factory is revamping its marketing with a new loyalty program serving as a cornerstone, executives told Investors Tuesday. Considerable consumer research has been done to ensure the program aligns with the upscale brand and the behavior of its customers, the officials told investors. Other aspects of the marketing overhaul include a switch to a new database platform for customer information and a tighter focus on bolstering brand awareness. DoorDash is getting deeper into the business of running restaurants. The delivery company has opened another ghost kitchen, where it is trying a new operating model in which it licenses restaurants' menus and uses its own staff or contractors to make the food. The new ghost kitchen in San Jose currently offers six brands, including Cantor's Deli and Milk Bar. DoorDash takes on the cost of operation and shares revenue with its restaurant partners. The company said it's a more flexible and affordable way for restaurants to expand. And that should do it for today's episode of RB Daily. Tune in every weekday wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Heather Lally. And I'm Joe Guskowski. Have a great day. Restaurant business members enjoy exclusive benefits from access to unlimited premium content and members-only research from Technomic to monthly recipe demos and private roundtables with restaurant business editors. Subscribe now with code RBPODCAST21 to access your free 30-day trial to unlock industry insights that will move your operation forward.